It is the Say Nice Things About Detroit show. I'm Emily Gale, and I'm delighted to be sitting with Colleen Robar, who is the producer of Detroit Homecoming, and along with uh, Jim Hayes, who's the founder, and Mary Kramer, who is the director. And Detroit Homecoming started five years ago. And so, Colleen, give us a little background about, about Detroit Homecoming. Uh, just We just came off the, the fifth year, but let's go back to the history of it, how it all started, the premise of it, and my goodness, the success of it over five years. Well, I always give a lot of credit to Jim Hayes. It was his idea. He was the one who approached first Laura Trudeau at the Kresge Foundation, who put him in touch with Keith Crane of Crane Communications. And together, they came up with the idea of Detroit Homecoming. Keith quickly and smartly uh, pulled in Mary Kramer. And together, Jim and Mary have been just an unstoppable force. I'm very much the puppeteer behind the scenes. I pull all the little pieces together. But the two of them, watching them brainstorm and thinking about ways that they can engage the expats and the foundations and the companies. And I mean, it's very much a Switzerland sort of event. Only somebody like Cranes could do it because there are so many different entities that are pulled in to make that expat experience first class. What was the premise and the mission at the beginning to, to you know, reach out to Detroiters all over the, the country and the world who are products of Detroit and doing wonderful things out there and want to celebrate their, their Detroit roots? Well, we just tracked it and we found we've had expats from 31 states come over the last five years so that it's across the country. And what we really wanted to do was to re-engage and reconnect people who left their hometown but still really cared about it. And so that whole spirit of hometown and homecoming was what uh, was the mission from the very beginning, and it really hasn't changed. We uh, ask people to pay for their own airfare, pay for their own lodging, and in most cases they stay with family or friends. And then once they're here, we take care of everything for them, all the meals, all the tours, everything, program books, lanyards, whatever they need, we're there to deliver it for them. Well, you say you're the, you know, get the things behind the scenes. You're, you're amazing how much that you coordinate. I mean, it's to, it's three days because there's tours. I went on the innovation tour on the Wednesday, and then there was a wonderful dinner at, at uh, the Little Caesars Arena with Bill Ford, Mayor, Mayor Duggan, and uh, Casey Crane. Uh, you had a, another event at the corner over at Trumbull in Michigan, the old Tiger mm-hmm. Stadium ballpark, which gave us all a good look at what's happening there. It certainly changed my opinion of, of what's happened on that a cor- corner, just being able to get out on the ball field. And you had a wonderful concert with Betty Levette and, and you know, nice things in the evening. But the day is very, uh, it's packed full with wonderful conversations. For instance, going backwards, the Friday was all about education. Uh, the, the president of Harvard, who's from Detroit, mm-hmm. along with Dr. Garibaldi, from University of Detroit and from Wayne State University to hear these educational talks and how how the University of Michigan is going to become a kind of a feeder into the elementary and junior high and high schools. But talk about the different. Uh, not venues, but subjects that you had each day. They were categorized very nicely. We tried to use as an overall umbrella the idea of Detroit made, because even the expats, they were all made here in Detroit. And so with that Detroit made, we decided the second day should all be entrepreneurs. And what is made here? What kind of businesses come out of the city? Because we find that a lot of the expats want to either mentor or invest in some of these companies. So we put together 34 different companies that were really cool and are doing some amazing things in the city on Thursday. And we spent all our time talking about the entrepreneurial ecosystem. We were at the Velodrome, which was new and cool. And then Friday, we decided what else is Detroit made? A lot of children. 
And that was really important to us that we talk about education. I mean, and even Dr. Vitti, who's the busiest man on the planet in charge of Detroit Public Schools, he spoke in two different sessions for us that day because they realized the value of the expats. We've come so far in the last five years. Used to be we were selling a lot of air. We didn't know what we were going to deliver. Now people really want to talk to our audience. Well, and not only talk to us, but the educating. I mean, it's like a jump start. You know, things that we wouldn't learn. It would take us years to learn right there in those three days. I went on the innovation tour on the Wednesday before the, the dinner, and everybody on our bus was just, like, blown away by what we learned up at Tech Town and Jim Anderson's uh, entrepreneurial program that he has over at Wayne State. Uh, we just couldn't believe that you were able to pack that much into one bus tour, that we were able to see that many local startups, I guess it would be, that we were mm -hmm. listening to. I mean, then other people were off on real estate tours and, and listening to real estate uh, developers share about what they're doing. And the whole idea is for expats. I mean, for me, I get engaged in ideas and how I can work with people. Other people get engaged in how they can put money into supporting things in the city. It's just a wide range of how people have decided they can get involved, isn't it? But, you know, it's not all uh, hard work, like the innovation tours and the real estate forums. I mean, that's oh, fun. digging in. But, you know what, people went on the Tour Detroit. Emily, you did it. Yeah. Um, you know, we took them on a 29-mile bike ride on Saturday, and they were in Brightmoor and Rosedale Park oh. and Aviators Subdivision. It wasn't just the pretty, pretty new Detroit. It was all over the city seeing where people live and the commercial districts that still need some love. I mean, it was a great way to show the city to those expats. Oh, absolutely. And you organizing the the, the uh, Tour de Trois, it was wonderful on that Saturday after we've all been together for the three days. But... I, everything that I did, I came away with like, wow, how else would I have learned what I learned today? I, it was just like spoon-fed, this information that really helps me as I decide how I want to weave my efforts back into the city of Detroit. Detroit Foundation Hotel was a great headquarter hotel mm -hmm. because it's kind of the heartbeat of what's happening in the downtown area. But as you said, people were going out on, on tours that you took them with Detroit Experience. Well, it was interesting. Out. Friday, I was so tired. and I was headed home. I'm going down Mac, and I see our tour bus. They're, they're still on tours. So they were at the Commons, which is a combination coffee shop laundromat sure. meeting space. I've done my laundry over there. Exactly. <laughs> and so I stopped and got a coffee and, and here they were so engaged in everything that was going on. It makes me proud and happy to see how the expats have embraced the city again. And that so many of are now moving home. Um, we've had a wedding since our first homecoming. Uh, David and uh, Tudo um, now are married uh, and uh, now are moving back to Palmer Woods. Cool. It doesn't always have to be buying a building or mentoring a business. You can get married. <laughs> it's the same nice things about Detroit show. I'm Emily T. Gale, and we're speaking with Colleen Robar, who is the producer of the Detroit Homecoming, and along with a, a, a great crew she has, Keenan Covington and, and Jim Hayes, who's the founder, and Mary Kramer, who is the, the director, and a whole team of people. I just, I just love seeing your people that work with you and how efficient they are and everything. But I, I think, what, 250 expats this year? Yeah, record number. We started our first year with 120, so we've doubled in size. And to keep that quality and intimacy of it all is, is a challenge, but one we're ready for. People um, need to learn what's going on in the city. And another bonus, El Paso and Baltimore were there this year mentoring us, benchmarking us, so that they could learn from us, so that when they do homecomings in their own cities, they can copy what we're learning in Detroit. I saw a news clip yesterday from Baltimore where they were 
thanking Detroit for teaching them how to do their homecoming. So like, they're getting yes. ready for their first one. Yes, next okay. week. Oh, isn't that great? Yeah. Well, I just, uh, you know, what I've liked is I've been to three now, uh, the last three, and the friends I've made within that, and all of them that I'm I'm doing something with. You know, we have found our own energies can work together, which is, it's not just about coming and meeting people that are in Detroit, but as expats, we can all do things together and be mutually supportive. Which is fabulous. And there's groups in Seattle, there's groups in Los Angeles, there's groups in New York, Chicago, that all meet um, and talk about Detroit. We have nothing to do with it, and we're thrilled. Yeah, I, I John Bundy from uh, San Francisco and how proud he is. They even extended their stay for four days because they got so into everything that's going on here to be able to take it back to San Francisco and get more expats, right? Didn't they bring 10 more people? Yeah, and Seattle's that same way. Crazy. Yeah. Which is lovely. So, you know, each year you've had it at a very unusual venue. You had it at the David Whitney building before the Aloft Hotel was open, and you had it at... uh, I can't remember. Oh, Brewster oh, Wheeler. Oh, the Brewster Wheeler project. Joe Lewis Box. And with you, somehow you made that. It looks so great, but it also showcased to all of us about the Brewster project mm-hmm. and where it was at the housing. And then, of course, the train station last year, which was like a, like you you did an open house for people that you staged the train station, and mm-hmm. we see what happened with the yeah, Ford by the train station. <laughs> then being in the velodrome, mm-hmm. I mean, you're pretty. You really are thinking outside the box every time you take another venue. Have you already started thinking about where next? We have, and uh, we try, as much as we love the hotels in town, we don't want this to be seen as a business conference. One year we were at Cast Tech High School the whole time. You know, it's really important for us to showcase the city like a Detroiter would see it. Detroiters don't necessarily spend time in meeting rooms. They're out and about in the city. So we try to find ways to be out and about. Um, so it'll be something innovative next year, no doubt. I don't know what it is yet, Well, we'll find you out. you keep figuring out, but being out and about, uh, one of the, the evenings for dinners was you had uh, people that live in 15 different neighborhoods around the city, and they were the hosts for dinner. And you, what, you sent maybe 15 of us to every one of those yeah. locations or 20? And then those people invited people that were in the neighborhood. I ended up at Ladder Number 12, which is a, a fire hall that Ed Welburn and his wife Jesse have have repurposed mm-hmm. into their home and, and just had a wonderful evening. There were probably 20, 25 of us there. But what were some of the neighborhoods where but you sent people? But it was people? beautiful because every homeowner made it like they were hosting their friends, which is cool. Um, like in Corktown, there was a loft. They served batch brewing. They got food from Brooklyn Street Local. They made it a Corktown party. Uh, out on the west side near Outer Drive, wonderful family facilitated small group conversations. They brought in experts on criminal justice and education and diversity and talked with the expats that way. Uh, in Indian Village, the Barnhills put their, their father-in-law as a wonderful musician. They had his band in the backyard and you know just did an outdoor party. So everybody made it their own. And every expat came back with stories and they shared them all at the corner when they all got back together. And- yeah, that was wonderful. You had the buses that pick everybody up and take them over to the corner at the corner of Michigan and Trumbull, the old Tiger Stadium location mm-hmm. to showcase what is actually happening there. And the fact that we could all go out on the baseball diamond and do bat- batting practice. And Betty Levette was, I don't know who came up with having her as the, the concert. And she was just absolutely wonderful. We, we all- saw her at the DIA Okay, and uh, she just had everyone on their feet happy. So we said, ah, this is the band for Homecoming this year. So uh, Mike Ellison, who's been with us several years with his own acts, uh, came in and helped us produce it. 
So it was it was wonderful. He did a wonderful job with that, and I I thought I thought it was really wonderful to have uh, Marsha. Uh, Battle Philpot mm-hmm. do the my favorite poem, which for a couple of years yeah. I've been saying I'd love to see Marcia do her poem from the Kidnapped Children called "Just Say Hi," and it really was a wonderful way to end it when she gave that. It was, that in poem. fact, Jim Hayes called me today for her phone number because he wants to get together with her and talk to her some more. So those types of relationships happen out of homecoming, which is exactly what we want. And Marcia was a beautiful speaker at the end. Yeah, a wonderful she benediction. She was so happy to be to be part of it. And uh, I've been in touch with so many people that I did meet on the weekend. And again, as expats that I've met over the last couple of years. So I think of uh, Detroit homecoming as kind of being the umbrella of everything that I'm doing mm-hmm. because you really affirm for all of us that don't live here all the time that we do have something to contribute and that we can be a big part of the city and people aren't like well they don't live here anymore you know too bad we're happy to have it's in our hearts you know Mm -hmm. when we say say nice things about detroit wherever you live work or play it doesn't mean you have to be living here to be an ambassador for the city but it's sure nice to be coming back and getting a jump start on on the things that I've learned through Detroit Homecoming that it would have taken me 10 years to meet all the people I've met and find out all the things that are going on in Detroit in that regard. I have to say that the tech town and the the places that we went on that innovation tour, what that told me was just I was so motivated by by the how articulate so many of the people were and and they were from every demographic mm-hmm. uh, that are coming up with ideas mm-hmm. but they're coming to Detroit to to jumpstart their own ideas there's something going on in here that is mm-hmm. giving people that feeling that this is the city they can do it in it's very innovative which is great and there's more and more new businesses and startups that'll by the time you come again for homecoming next year homecoming 6 There'll be more startups for you to get to meet. So it's it's very exciting. Well, it's Colleen Robar we've been talking with. Colleen uh, Robar PR. And uh, it's, gosh, she's involved in so many things. The Tour de Trois, Canaan to Five. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've, the list goes on and on. But yeah, it's certainly so- De- Detroit Homecoming. And, and you've been uh, just so generous with me, with your time, and, and sharing things with me. I really appreciate it. And, of course, I appreciate Jim, appreciate Jim Hayes so much. He's become a good friend. Mm-hmm. And Mary Kramer, to see her up there, what a wonderful sh- do- job she does as the as the MC. both mary and, and jim do a great job casey crane mm-hmm. you've really you, you've just got it down to a team of people that are so proud of what they're doing don't well, they're, you? we're proud of each other too so we help support all year long with different ideas and thoughts but somehow we get it all done with our little mary band yeah well that's great <laughs> it's uh, the say nice things about detroit show i'm emily t gale and i'm really happy to have st- i just stopped in to say hello to colleen and i thought let's turn it on the recorder Woo-hoo! and say say some nice things about detroit homecoming so thank you Colleen I really appreciate all your efforts and your friendship are very important to me thank you so much